everybody, to episode 5 of Excuse the Fandom. It's been a little while since we've done this, so we're going to knock some of the rust and the dust off oh, and yeah. try to get going. Yeah, i got to get, get some of that dust off. By the way, you may have noticed uh, we have music this time around, and it's a uh, courtesy of my boy, Nightlight. He's a producer in the Baltimore area, so he's real cool. You can go check him out in SoundCloud. So. Yeah, pretty exciting. Good stuff right there. Uh, we're going to get into multiple different topics today. We're going to do our bone to pick this week, which is going to be two different stories, kind of diving into the fandom of sports. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely feeding off of each other this week, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting in that matter. We're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick and what he could mean to the Baltimore quarterback situation that's going on right now. Yeah, it's a hot topic. It's going to be interesting. We're going to dive in and give our divisional picks like we've been doing for the AFC South. We're going to do a Kyrie trade saga, saga. little evaluation there, trying to see where he could go if he goes anywhere at all. And then we'll do our tr- predictions for the MLB trade deadline, because that's coming up on Monday. And then we're going to do a fantasy segment like we always do, where we kind of pick players that are being picked in places that they could probably go a little bit higher than, yeah. than they're going. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Um, all right. So, Dave, cool. you want to lead it off with your, your bone to pick? Yeah, my bone to pick stems from... The latest news coming from Baltimore and different topics, whether it's the Orioles or the Ravens, uh, and how fans kind of just have been overreacting. Uh, I think we all kind of overreact at first to news. It's kind of a general consensus for people, but I just really don't like how people have like, jumped the gun on a bunch of different topics. And we can kind of lead off with the Kaepernick situation, how fans one way or another have jumped the gun, not just Baltimore fans about the situation, just fans in general. Fans all over football, the football world have jumped the gun. And the fact that the Ravens signed a quarterback from the minor leagues, essentially, of the Arena League, and people started freaking out about it. Because, oh, we were interested in Cap, but Cap didn't get signed, cause, and this guy did, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. But people don't realize he was signed for the fact that he's just a camp arm. Like, he's there just to throw the ball, because in training camp you have so many people to throw the ball to, you need three quarterbacks. Nothing more, nothing less. And people still freaked out about it, and it's kind of, like, nerve-wracking for people... Like my, in my scenario, who are kind of on the fence about anything that's going to happen with Kaepernick, but don't really think that that was a move to warrant Kaepernick not signing here. Uh, the other scenario is the Helixson trade that happened for the Orioles last night. People are freaking out about that, and why did we trade prospects again, and all this other stuff. Gut reactions right away. People just need to chill. Take things as they are. Don't get so crazy right away. There's a reason for everything that's happening, and they're not that crazy of things that have happened. Like, you know, we didn't somehow sign LeBron to be our quarterback. Like, you know, chill out a little bit. You know, let's kind of focus. Things are going to be okay. Yeah, they got to Stop chilling out a little bit. Aaron Rodgers, relax, you know. Relax. Exactly. Like, Helixson trade, yeah, we gave up a prospect, but it's not like we gave up a top ten prospect. We gave up someone who's got a 70 ERA right now. We got pitcher because we need a starting pitcher. Everyone's complaining about Ubaldo, yet we trade for a pitcher, and everyone's like, why do we trade for a starter? Well, it's because we have Ubaldo, and we want someone that can maybe go out there and get a win. Yeah. So, like, pick your battles, people. Like, there's so many other things you guys are complaining about, yet all of a sudden we make a trade or we have a signing, and people just flip a lid a little bit. Just chill. Relax. You know? Everything's going to be all right. Our seasons are going to be fine. Chill. Just relax. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know how you feel, Ben, but just for me, just seeing how people got a little crazy right away for both those situations, it's just like the organization knows what they're doing. I hope. Yeah, I, mean, I hope they do. I don't know. About you know, I know I'm critical of Duquette, but I think that was a calculated move because you 
you trade Kim, someone that's not playing for you, because you've been trying to trade for him, and you get a starter that hopefully will provide for you right away, at least six innings or so, maybe not explode in three innings like we've been getting. But, you know, I know I'm critical of him, but it makes sense as of right now. So, Yeah, I mean, I really like the Alexson addition, honestly, because it's it's exactly what the Orioles always trade for and have yeah. had success with. They're these, like, middle-of-the-pack starters. Like, these, these guys are belong the third or fourth spot in rotation, and that's all we generally field all year, and I, I don't mind it. I mean... It's just through the end of this year, theoretically, but if you can sign him again, say he likes it here, I'm, it's, a, it's a bonus. Like, I really like it. And you never know what's going to happen, because David Price just got hurt. Yeah, exactly. The Yankees have been up and down all year, so you don't know what's going to happen. They still have a really good lineup. They're starting to heat up a little bit, so. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense, because you had Kim that was, you know, up at the end of this year, too. Oh, he was worthless. They're, at this point, and, you just get rid of him. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, we traded our international bonus slot, which Dan always does anyway, and a minor leaguer that... Has good track record, but this year it kind of ballooned his ERA a little bit. But the thing is, the Phillies GM knows who he is, so it kind of makes sense that they grabbed him. So, I don't know, I think it makes sense for right now. So people just need to chill. Everything's going to be okay. Relax. Yeah. Stop these hot takes. Yeah. Now, I'll just go right into to mine. It's, it's about Kaepernick, actually. As uh, we, we both live in the Baltimore area, so we, we hear our fans talk a lot. It's where both of these things came from. And I was just shocked at the fan reaction to the news that we were potentially interested in Colin Kaepernick. And I, I saw this coming. As soon as Joe Flacco hurt his back, I saw that come over, and I was like, okay, well, we're going to hear for the next two weeks about the Ravens being interested in Colin Kaepernick because the story all summer was, well, no one wanted him, so we're just going to wait and see who's the first starting quarterback to get injured and someone that needs depth, and it just happened to be the Ravens. So there it is. Um and a lot of people think that this is, like, the perfect scenario. He did torch us in the Super Bowl. Nope. That was a while ago, but it's still in there. He's had Jeremy Curley would be, like, our fourth string wide receiver, and we have a pretty – it's pretty known that's bad wide receiving core. So he's, the weapons in San Francisco are pretty terrible. So you, you don't know. It could be something still if in the right situation. But um, the fans – our fans just exploded on social media. Something. They – they were like, well, I'm never going to watch a Ravens game this year as long as he's on the team. And I'm just I'm just sitting there like, these are the same people that, like, loved Tim Tebow, that absolutely, like, loved him. And he couldn't, he can't throw a football. Like, I, I love Tim Tebow, but I'll be honest with you, the man couldn't throw a football. So I'm just sitting there thinking, this, the talent that this guy has versus Ryan Mallett, who apparently just threw a temper tantrum yesterday because he was so bad during <laughs> training camp. He threw five interceptions. And Colin Kaepernick threw four all of last year, by the way, less than Ryan Mount threw in one practice. So, I mean, they'd be looking at a clear upgrade at their backup position, maybe for less. I'm not sure what the repercussions would be for cutting Mallet at this point, but Kaepernick would probably be a better starting quarterback this season if Flacco does need to miss time through with this back injury, because back injuries are just, you don't, you don't know. I mean, they brought in the guy from the, the Arena Football League more as a camp arm, like you, what you said, and... It's literally just because they only had Mallet to throw the ball, and like you were right about that. Like they needed someone else to spot Mallet, especially when he was that bad. So, and that that was just basically for practice purposes. And Flacco could be back in a week, and they don't even need Kaepernick. So you don't you don't know. It's a back injury, so we're just gonna have to wait it out. I think that if Flacco needs to be out for another month, I think that they sign him, and I think our fans just need to chill out. Like I said, they need to relax. That's definitely the theme of this uh, this bone to pick, but I, I mean, I just saw that a season ticket owner is 
threatening to burn his tickets if they sign Kaepernick. And I'm just sitting there like, like, why? Like, like, is it really that big of a deal? It's, it's all about this whole kneeling for the national anthem thing. And I, I get it. It might not be the best way to prove his point. I didn't really find it that great. Not a fan of it. But, I mean, if it was just for attention, would he be throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars into different communities around the country while he doesn't have a job? Because he's been donating tons of money. So, I mean, he's putting his money where his mouth is. And I feel like as long as you're doing that, I'm I'm okay with the stance that you're taking. So, I, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts? So, I is? think a lot of people's viewpoints stem from or stem from the fact that he's been kneeling. I think if he came out and said, hey, you know, I understand the view it has and all that kind of stuff. Or, and, and it probably would go against his own beliefs to say that. But I think it would help his image in the minds of ma- the majority of sports fans. Like, I understand he's doing a lot of things for the communities and all that. I saw that, too. But that's, so that's not what's getting pushed. That's what right. gets me mad. The media is, like, well, not throwing this out there as much as him kneeling, which is... Yeah, but, I mean, unfortunately, that's how our media is these days. It's whatever negative they can throw at people is what they're going to throw at people and what's going to get more attention. And that's kind of, you know... Maybe why we need to do things a little differently as you know, culture is when we see good things happening, push those more so that the media has to push those. Yeah, you know, that's true. the media feeds off of what we will like, and people like controversy. And like, if we keep liking controversy, they're never going to push the good things. So I think that's kind of where everything stems from. And I think, you know, my, people I know brought up to me like the fact that the national anthem was like, made here. Has maybe has some weight too. Like yeah, people true. don't really think about that, but it was made here in Baltimore. And it's kind of like a weird thing to have someone that's like kind of protesting against it. But at the end of the day, like if he would go against and say, "Hey, you know, there's better ways of going about this. Like we can figure out this out together," that kind of stuff. Maybe partner with the NFL for some of the charities he's working with, etc., to help like rebuild some of that image he kind of lost and that you know whole thing he was doing off last year. But I mean, getting back to the football side of things, he definitely is an upgrade. As much as I don't like it, because I like Crab Mallet as a good marketing campaign for the Ravens, being from Baltimore and we like eat crabs all the time. But let's be honest, he is going to be a better quarterback option. Um, he did great under Greg uh, Roman, right? Yeah, Greg Roman. Yeah, yep. we and, have him. Yeah, we have him as our running backs coach now. I think you know that could be a huge benefit for Colin. I just, but I just think the Ravens are doing a calculated move here and not signing him right away because they understand that Joe could literally be back next next week. He, he could, could be, be back, back in two weeks. Yeah, he could be back in two days. Yeah, so I mean, sure. like, it's not – if it's not a pressing need, then why do it at this point? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the reports got out quickly that we were interested and it got kind of blown out of proportion in my opinion because if we were interested, we probably would have signed him right away. Um, but, I mean – if they didn't get blown out like that, I think we would have been in a whole different case. But because they did, we're here talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. Kind of got stuck with it. And they need to relax. Yeah. Everyone, chill. Yeah, chill out. See a doctor. Yeah. Get a prescription for chill pills. Just calm down. Take two every four hours. That's a lot of pills, but yeah, it's worth yeah. it. It's worth it. You guys will relax then. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I don't really think he signs here. I think someone else will have a bigger pressing injury issue that happens. That's fair. It's literally up to Joe Flacco's back, what it wants to decide to do. Yeah, my That's back fine. is fine. That's funny. Dave looks exactly like Joe Flacco to some people. Gift and a curse. Yeah. Children yell at me a lot. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But, but yeah, so now we're all dive into our AFC South. AFC South, yeah. 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 So what do you think? Okay, uh, I got the Titans. Uh, they're going to go 10-6. and six. Yeah. I think they win the division. I don't think there is a wild card team in this and if it is, it's because 
to the Texans actually have an offense and they go like twelve and four, and the Titans are then my wild card team. But I don't I don't think they have a quarterback, so that's fine. I think I'll they go. have one. I just don't think it's a good one. That's true. I think yeah, they have like they definitely have two, two maybe. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe a punter that could throw. Probably the punter might be their best option at this point. I'm sure DeAndre is probably rooting for the punter at this point too. But, um, yeah, I think that so the Titans' run game is just going to be legit. They got, I think, the clear second-best offensive line in the NFL behind Dallas. Maybe even better than them Ooh. with some oh. development of their younger guys because they're all young, too. So they have a really good good run game with Derrick Henry, DeMarco Murray. They add Eric Decker. So my theory is that they run the ball 100% of the time until they get to the red zone, and they throw it 100% of the time once they're in the red zone. Hmm. Because that's real bold. Yeah, because they literally have all red zone targets, and Marcus Mariota is a red zone quarterback. I'm not really even sure what that means, but he's been pegged as that. He's real good in the red zone. If you haven't heard, the red zone means 20 yards in. Then yeah, he's good from 20 yards. That's in. it. That's all he's got though. So they're gonna run the ball all the way up until then, and their defense is okay. I mean, this whole division's got okay defense. Besides, well, not really. Houston, Houston's better Houston's than that. Houston's pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. I don't know what I was saying there. Houston's whole chance is. Because of defense. Yeah. So. The the Colts are real hard to project. So I got them at 9-7. and seven. But Andrew Luck might not play this year. I've heard oh. rumors that he may not suit up this year, which is hmm. huge. And yeah, they might not win a game without him. No, they definitely won't win a game but without him. But they, like, they have nothing to lose. Are they really a championship team this year with him? I don't I don't see a way. Man. I don't see a path that they're a Super Bowl contender with Tom him. Brady. Unless he just becomes... The greatest quarterback ever, which I mean could happen. Definitely could happen. But uh, I don't see it, so I'm I got them pegged at nine and seven. But it, it all depends on how many games Andrew Luck plays this year. Because maybe he goes two games, gets beat up a little bit, and they're like, let's hold out because you're not worth that. We need to get you a better line next year, and then let's actually try to go win a Super Bowl. Um, then their defense is just awful. I don't. They have. They drafted a lot. Do they have one actually? Am I wrong about that? I think they have. They might not have a defense, actually. actually. We need to look that up before the end of the show. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't see any Super Bowl contention with them. The Texans, I got seven and nine, and it's only because I think they end up starting Deshaun Watson most of the year, and he's got some okay. growing pains. I don't think he they succeed right away with him, mm-hmm. but they could succeed real quick after that. I think one huge off season. One real offseason, and Deshaun Watson is the key to them being a contender. And the Jaguars are real hard for me to predict. As they always are. Because, like, on paper, they should be pretty good. But I feel like the last four years on paper, they should be pretty good. And they're never pretty good. They're pretty yeah. bad. So I got them at 5-11. and 11. But I don't know. Because on paper, their defense should be top five. But it should have been that last year, and it was pretty bad. Yeah. And, uh... Blake Bortles can't get any worse, so I mean they could go get yeah. better, I guess. I think he could get worse. Yeah, the That's garbage exactly. time fed a lot of his stats, so yeah. yeah. I so mean, I think I have the same division winner. I have the Titans definitely winning the division. I think they're above offensively and definitely they have a bit better of a defense than they're giving credit for. Not great, I don't think, by any standards. Um, but I think that their offense will carry them to some victories. Ten and six is a pretty good mark. I think that's pretty safe to say. I don't really think they get higher than that. Not yet. I think if they did have a defense, they could definitely be like 11-5 and five for sure. But um, I definitely would go with that. I think the Colts and Texans will both be 8-8. Eight and eight. 
I don't That's like fair. like what Ben said. I think with the Colts, you know, your biggest worry is how much Andrew Luck plays I, if he I plays. Literally, think they're opposites. They're yeah, just like the complete opposite of each other. Yeah, I mean, like one's got no defense and somewhat of an offense if their quarterback's there, and one's got a great defense and no offense because there's not a quarterback there. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting in that matter. But uh, I mean, if Deshaun can come in and learn that offense quickly, I think that they have all the keys and all the. They tools. could win a Super Bowl. Yeah, like I mean, could. him and DeAndre could be a force. Let's not forget Braxton and Fuller and all the other offensive weapons they have, not even counting the running backs like Lamar. And if Foreman decides to get his act cleaned up and yeah. isn't suspended forever and all that kind of stuff. But I think that could be interesting to see, you know, who is that second team out of that division for sure because kind of is a coin toss in my opinion. Yeah. But then, you know, like Ben said, the bottom is definitely the Jacks. I mean, I feel like they've been in the bottom ever since I was a kid, but that's okay. Um, hopefully Mark Brunel can come back and we can turn that ship around a little bit. Some Jimmy but, Smith and Fred Taylor. Yeah. Back. Yeah, Fred Taylor, Keenan McCardle. Yeah. And maybe maybe we're cooking. I don't know. But I think, you know, 5-11 might be generous. I'm going to go 4-12. Okay. 4-12. I mean, that's really that's their, their lowest they can go, but they can definitely get up to, like, 7. Yeah, they could go 7-9. I could see that, too. Yeah. It's not great, but it's it's better progress. for them. Progress. Yeah. You know, baby steps here. Yeah. Not everyone can jump high, so... We'll see how that goes, but, you know, definitely an interesting division because it could kind of go any way it wants to go. I feel like any of them could win. Yeah. Even Jack, like Jacksonville, I would I would hesitate for a long time to say that, but yeah, I think there's a way that they win the division if the they Titans could, are going to be 15-0 and 0 going into Week 17. I would still be like, whoa, I don't think they're going to win the division. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But still, like, I, on paper, they have, they have maybe a chance. Yeah, and the other three are kind of like you could coin flip them all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could kind of go all the way from seven and nine, all of them to ten and six. Ten and six, all six yeah. yeah. So be interesting for sure. Definitely. This whole football season is going to be interesting. It's, yeah, it's been a weird off season. I have a just feeling it's going to be a weird season just in general. Yep. As long as the Patriots aren't like hundred and zero by next. I'm afraid of the that. next season. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely terrified happen. of that happening. Yeah. So. Definitely can happen. So we'll segue into a huge topic, which is Kyrie. Huge. Big. Like, big topic. Like, enormous. Yeah. Other words that are big. So, I, yeah, I got no more. I'm yeah, not, I think I'm out. Not a thesaurus, man. No, I'm not either. Uh, but yeah, I think that topic is definitely the biggest, might be the biggest in the sports world right now. Yeah, I think it definitely over is. Over cap, over everything else. I think, because who, like, who in their right mind wants to leave a championship team? Kyrie Irving. Oh, wow, weird. Yeah. Talking about is, that guy. That is weird. Yeah, I just think, like, I, I've i never seen a guy that literally can just have the easiest road to a championship want to leave that road and be like, you know what? I want to go play for the Knicks. I mean, he didn't even have to try for the regular season. He doesn't have to try. Like, he could literally not care. And he, he might not even have to the start finals. in the regular season. At oh, all. man. Kills like, Dean Rose lets, just lets him go all the way. Ah, that's a scary proposition, but yeah, I mean, Kyrie would still come off the bench for like maybe two minutes a game. Yeah, just to hit, hit a three and then two you know, minutes a game. Puts him up. You think Derrick Rose's knees would let him play that long? No, God, no. I don't think his knees would let him play at all. But that's yeah, just, it's, that's true. I would that's never. A, that's that. a whole different day. That's a different topic. Getting off off track. Here. Yeah, but I, I think it's just like a weird thing to me to see someone that has like I've never seen Tom Brady be like, you know what, Bill, I want out. I want, I want to go play for the Jags. Yeah, I mean, see I, if I can do it down there. I heard someone. It, it's the same. It'd be like Julian Edelman being like, you know what? I'm not a fan of playing with Tom Brady. Let me just let me just ask for a trade. Like what? Like you'd be a fan, even if you're not a fan of Tom Brady. 
You're probably a fan of him throwing you the football. Let's yeah, be yeah. real. We're a fan of the winning thing. Yeah. Like, that's, that's also not, big not even getting like catches. Like I just I win. That's cool. I get to go home and be like, hey mom, I won today. That kind of thing. Yeah. Man, it's, it just blows my mind. And he doesn't even have any leverage right now either. Like, they could send him anywhere. Like, what if he's on the Magic? Like, you want to go play for the Magic? Yeah, so what? You want four teams you got to go to. You have a zero no trade clause, like, in your contract. Yeah, they can, like, They don't care that you listed five teams or whatever. They're going to trade you to whoever they feel like gives them the best or just in spite, just screw you over. And so. future notes to take down, do it before the draft. Yeah. Not after the draft. Yeah, now it's like no one wants future draft picks right now. No. I mean, the Cavs... Other teams do, but the Cavs don't want future draft picks. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs may have wanted the first overall or the one through eight overall at the time, but not now. I mean, yeah, who knows what pick they're going to get if it's lottery protected or whatnot. So, bad move right there, I think. Yeah, you, you don't have, It's like I heard of the, the analogy. It's like running away from home without like a license or anything. Like no money, no license. Yeah, you have no leverage. Like you're going to come back. You have to at that point. Yeah. You're going to get hungry. Yeah. Gonna want some milk or something. Yeah, some milk, some yeah. chocolate milk. Yeah, that's what I. Milk was a for. bad choice. It's too damn hot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think you know, best case scenario end up in Minnesota. Best case, and that's, even then, like, you're in the West, so you're not going to the finals. Yeah, so good luck beating like the sixth seed. Yeah, so like, that's gonna be fun. Man. So yeah, you're gonna have to hope and pray that somehow like Miami has an enticing package. Because him and Whiteside might do something. Yeah. No. Might do something for, like, a four seed. Maybe, they like, might do something. three years from now, maybe. No. LeBron's not in the East, and he's the last remaining. I feel like LeBron, player. at that point, just was like, you know what? I want to be in the East now, just to mess with his kid. Yeah. And he's probably going to mess with them every time. Like, make sure he's, like, in the same division, seeing him four times a year, figures out a way to back him down in the post every possession. <laughs> so, like, I'd bad cough, pal. Yeah, it, it, Appears that he really wants to go to the Knicks of all teams. Like, why do you, why do you want to go to the Knicks? Yeah, I don't think it's possible because that really that you got to swap Melo and him, and I think that is not what the Cavs should do because yeah. Cleveland's got to be thinking that's not a good call. Yeah, they're definitely worse. The one that it's floating around that's real popular is the Timberwolves, where they just kind of Andrew Wiggins a couple of bad salaries for Kyrie because Andrew Wiggins has got like a third the amount of money. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm the Wolves, I really don't even want to give up Andrew for that. You can do really well with what you have. I, I get that, but because then you're gonna deplete the whole bench thing you have. And to be honest, the only one that was smart enough to get a bench and was the Warriors somehow. Well, it's because people are just willing to go there for ring. Yeah, but, but they also know they'll get the ball somehow still. That's true. Even they, though it's like the tenth man off the bench, they're probably still gonna be able to get at least eight points a game. It's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. But I, I see the Andrew Wiggins idea. I mean. You got Jimmy Butler and Wiggins on the, at the same time. I don't know if that's offensively good. I don't know if that's firepower. Jeff Teague's not eligible to be traded. I thought that was an, another thing. I, I also don't know if Cleveland would want to do that. No. I think if if you're Cleveland and you're thinking of an Eastern Conference team, you go and you hope that maybe Boston throws the first-round pick in IT at you. No, I think that's awful. I, really? Apparently Isaiah Thomas just got cleared for not needing surgery from that hip injury. Just like... This past week. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But I mean, he's not healthy. To think, though, if he is healthy, that Cleveland gets him, right? You could, and LeBron does leave next summer. And you can get IT to stay long term. IT and Love can still do damage in the East because the East is that bad. Yeah. And you have a first round pick or two. You'd get more than one for IT, for sure. So, yeah, no, I'm saying like Kyrie IT, IT in the 
first, and then whatever chump change you need to throw in to yeah, make, I mean, the, make the salaries match. I mean, Jake Crowder maybe too. You're gonna have yeah, to get more but, than but, IT. But Boston would be great with Kyrie. But that's what. That's one reason why I don't think Cleveland would do it. Boston might be better than them at that point. I don't think so. Still, I think uh, so. What I would if if that would happen, they'd have to give a bunch of role players. Oh yeah, with him. It'd be like maybe the IT Jalen Brown and a pick with like yeah. with Channing Fry and. Irving or something like yeah. that, maybe. I don't know. Like a bad contract with Irving, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't do it if I was Cleveland. I'm not a huge IT guy. I'm not a huge IT guy either, but I just think no matter who they end up getting, if Kyrie's in the East and they're face, facing LeBron in a seven-game series, LeBron's not losing it. He's literally going to, like, no, destroy yeah. his way to figure out how to beat Kyrie, no matter what. I think, yeah, the Wiggins idea is the one that, that only the only one that currently makes sense to me, just because even if LeBron does leave, he's still got 23-year-old yeah. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, or maybe Bledsoe and something other, Josh Jackson. Yeah, that, and that's another reluctant. Maybe Cleveland throws the first round pick at that point. Who cares? Like, I don't think they own one until like 2021. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, just Kyrie. Like, I don't know. Like such a baby, man. I just want to like such a baby. I know Kobe like supposedly kicked Shaq out and all that, but it's just like even then it's just like. He kicked, that, the, he kicked the guy out, though. He didn't want out. Right, but, like, at that point, was Shaq the force like LeBron is? And LeBron's still going to be for a few years. Yeah. No. no he, not I mean, all. like, Shaq was great. He was still going to be great for a little while. Don't get me wrong, but... He was definitely yeah. on his way down, though. He yeah, exactly. Like And, like, LeBron, at very most, was still could have been the MVP this year and still probably could be the MVP for the next three years. The next three or four years, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to leave that for what... You're going to hope that you're going to be the face of a franchise in a small media market because you're probably not going to end up in New York where it's the big media yeah. market. So you're going to be a face of a franchise down somewhere that's not going to get as much coverage, won't get ESPN or TNT games. And I bet Dan Gilbert out of spite because he's been known to do this a little bit. It's very spiteful. He will just put you in a bad spot. Yeah. It's on purpose. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I think it was dumb for him to say this. Yeah. And especially everything that's come out afterwards. It's not yeah. like the initial request. It's like all the different reports, you know, Killing his image. Yeah. Like, definitely killing his image. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it's interesting to watch. It's, it's This offseason has been nuts for the NBA. Yeah. It's been so much better than the regular season yeah, last year. Definitely. So. You could take this offseason 100 times over the regular season. Yeah. This has been real entertaining. Yeah. So we'll segue into something that's definitely happening this week. Yeah, definitely. Like, it literally can't not, it happen. Can't not happen. It's yet. like on a calendar at a specific time to happen. And that's the MLB trade deadline. Happens Monday at 4. Question mark? Uh, yeah, I think sometimes it's usually, it's usually I think always it's like four. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why it's always four, but it's always four. But yeah, so uh, we're going to we'll spit some names out that you know obviously everyone's had these names too, and where they might go. But like Sonny Gray, definitely the probably the biggest pitcher on the market because of his contract and the fact that he's not a, a rental. Yeah, you know. So I think I think for the most part you're going to have to give up a lot more for that. And Just, midway of the year, are you willing to go that much for someone? Probably not. Not my opinion. No. They also it they announced that they are sitting him for his next start because yeah. they have offers on the table. Yeah. So, so they're probably going to take one if that's the case. Yeah, if you're going to sit him, you might as well. Yeah. Because you're not benefiting your own team to get a W. So I don't know. He, he's he's the only one out of these. I mean, we'll go through other names, but he's the only one I believe will move. Will Sonny Gray. For sure. Yeah. I don't think any of these other names are going to go. Hmm. Okay. It's bold. Yeah. So you don't even think like you Darvish is going anywhere. No. Huh. I don't think anyone's going to pay for him right now. No? 
Not at all. I mean, I think I think honestly, the, the just these names. Other guys will go. Just the names I have written down. We might go other names too. Wow. Right. Off the head, but yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely possible. I think Darvish definitely could fit a Yankees team. I think he could. Someone on the fringe like that's more willing to take a rental, random guy like that. That who knows might get hurt. I don't. You never know. You. That's why. Yeah. Terrible injury history. Yeah. And same with Verlander too. Let's be honest. Verlander's not been exactly the healthiest man in the last few years. Nope. So like, that's gonna be interesting to see. Who's willing to give up what for Verlander? He's so. pretty old now, too. He's been yeah. around, it seems like, my whole life. Which is probably true. Definitely true. But, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, those are interesting. You don't think Zach Britton's going anywhere? No. The most enticing person outside of Manny Machado for the Orioles to trade? I, I look at it this way. It's, you got to be wowed to move him. Yeah. And I don't know. He's, he's just coming off of this arm issue, and he hasn't looked the same yet. Okay. He's looked okay. But he's so, if the bad. Astros call up Dan right now. And be like, hey, Alex Bregman, straight up. Oh, yeah, you take that. Like, that's the first effort they get. Yeah. You take it? Oh, yeah, big prospect. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely. You got to be wild. Like, that wows me. Yeah, at I that point. Our bullpen's so good that you can you can get rid of Britain. You're still okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that'll happen. I mean, we might have to throw on something else. but. Oh, yeah, that's that wouldn't happen. But if it did, I would take it. Yeah, because if you, especially if you could somehow sign Scope and Manning, you could keep them and move Manning to short and then third Bregman. It's a whole different story. Yeah, that'd but, be a killer infield, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I uh, Random names I'll throw out there do you think that might get moved. So the, every single trade deadline, corner outfielders are a commodity. So do you think like Granderson or Span or guys like that? I feel like Span almost moves every single he trade does, deadline. He does, because he's so like nifty and he never starts on a good team. Huh. I think it's a curse. I wouldn't get him just because I feel like every time he goes somewhere, they, don't. they suck. Yeah? I wouldn't want him. I think but, see, like, the perfect scenario would be like a KC or something like that. Something like that. Like someone, a fringe team. Someone that's going to slap the ball around like he likes to do. Move Kansas up, City makes sense. Fun, like run. And we're an NL team because KC is essentially an NL team. Yeah. I feel like they play like one. Uh, that would be interesting for sure. Like the you know the Twinkies maybe. Twinkies probably do some outfield help. Bucks yeah. can't stay healthy or can't stay consistent, etc. Yeah, I think he was the twin too. Is that maybe go back? I think that's where he started. Yeah. yeah, go back. Started there. Do you don't think any of those guys could go? No, Brandon I don't Man? think Dar. Or, uh, Curtis Granderson. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know about him. Hmm. He could move. Yeah, definitely could move. I mean, I think. I feel like even like the the Orioles, if they got say they get like on if this was through two weeks ago, we got on a hot streak, glaring weakness in our defense is the corner outfielder. I think we could have gone for Granderson if the price yeah. was right. That's yeah. true. So, I mean, I think, I think it's definitely going to be interesting. I think all this blown-out proportion trade deadline talk, it's not going to happen. Yeah, there's it's a lot like the of weakest noise. weakest trade deadline yeah. in a while. It's in almost like there's a lot of stars, but the asking prices are way up there. So, I definitely. don't know. Yeah. Because there's a lot of teams that are still really close to winning. So, like, the Rangers, the Orioles, you know, the list you go on, the Cardinals. It's mostly they can for that still win wild next card year. spot, though. Yeah, they really can still win. Not if not this year, next year. Yeah. So like, why mortgage your future for next year by making one move? Yeah. So I, I think that's where a lot of teams sit right now. That's probably why Monday we won't see as much action. Yeah. I don't. Just, I don't anticipate that. Yeah. Who knows though? I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. So do you think the Red Sox have to make any moves after this David Price thing though, or? 
I mean, I definitely think it should be in their mind. There's some reports out there that, that you know they don't want to jump the gun too soon and you know get an arm. But I think they definitely have to think about whether it's at this trade deadline or the non-waiver trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, Price has had an issue with his shoulder all all year, and it's yeah. back again. So I don't know. He's on the 10-day DL, but I don't know if he stays there. He probably yeah. I mean, and you there. haven't really gotten the best effort from Porcello. He definitely isn't the Cy Young he was last year. I, he wasn't even a Cy Young pitcher last year. He just won a lot of games. Yeah. So, so I mean, but that definitely looks good to a lot of people. Which yeah. Is that's why true. he got it, but um, I think they definitely have to be thinking about it. And an interesting one, we don't really think Verlander might get traded, but. Guess who was the Tigers GM president? Dombrowski. And he is now the Red Sox. So I mean, it, would, it would be a natural fit yeah, if would. the Red Sox figured something out to get Verlander. Yeah, I could definitely see Verlander um, going there. Yeah, I mean, I think it would make a lot of sense and all that kind of stuff. But who knows if they do it. I think they're going to be stubborn and not do it. And I think that will hurt them in the long run. Yeah, I mean, they have, a, they have a legitimate shot at a World Series this year. And I don't, I don't think they should make the mistake and not. Right, at least protect what you have for right now, even if it's a small move to get a, a starting pitcher that can stop gap for a little bit, kind of like what the Orioles do. Yeah. But like, get something that way it eats up some innings and kind of fills the gap before Price gets back. But don't sit back because the Yankees are close, the Rays are close. They got, the they, get they're hot. making moves. Those can get hot. Yeah. The Rays are not, they're launching the ball still, so... So, and the other random trade thing that's been going around, the Cubs are apparently looking for a backup catcher. Why aren't they looking for Wellington Castillo? Yeah. Beef. Some beef Wellington it's interesting. Chicago. I, it's interesting to me because, like, apparently they wanted a defensive catcher, which I understand. I mean, especially in the, the dog days of October, you're, you know, you're in the grind for the playoffs. You want someone that's going to be able to do some things defensively. And Beef isn't the greatest, but he's not the worst. He's pretty bad. Or he's not pretty bad. He's... Decent, like he's not right. So he's not going to win you games by his defense, but he's not going to lose you games, in my yeah. opinion. But I think the biggest thing with him is the is the play calling and the pitch, you know, the pitch yeah, calling. I think someone to feed him the calls. Right, but I mean, like if you're looking from their perspective, they've had him before. Theo knows what he's getting. I don't know why they're not looking that way. Like if if you think of any Orioles that are expendable at this moment, I think he probably should should him be and, him and Seth Smith are the two. They should be the most expendable. Yeah. Even if it's not like even if the O's don't get a lot, they should try. They should definitely because they, they definitely get something and something's better than nothing at this point. Yeah. So I, like I said, I don't know why the Cubs aren't looking there, but they definitely should. He's yeah. I I can't think of another catcher who's clearly on the market like that. Yeah. No. So definitely, can't I, I would look so, at him for sure. And I think if there's a team looking for a lefty bat, I don't know why Seth Smith's not being an option. I mean, he can definitely do a lot of different things for you, especially from playoff time. Yeah. Flap around a little bit, be interesting, but. I think that's all we got for the MLB trade deadline. Like I said, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a weak trade deadline. Yeah, there's tons of noise, but I don't know if anything yeah. happens. A lot, so. a lot of fish in the water. People pull them up, though. Yeah. So that kind of thing. will be interesting. But we'll get into our fantasy topics for Ben's favorite segment of the day. Fantasy corner. This is no, being ben. known. No. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Excuse the fantasy. Yeah, excuse it. Excuse the fantasy. Yeah, I got a blog up, guys. Go check that out. Yeah, he's a little it's called Excuse the Fantasy. So definitely check that out. By the way, I have a of a request to talk about a player real quick. Keenan Allen. Oh. I'm just gonna give my thoughts real quick. He uh request. there's there's someone that once that was trying to decide if they should trade Keenan Allen straight up for Jarvis Landry in a dynasty league. Ooh. Yeah, it's that's a weird trade, in my opinion, because I don't trust either of them, but I also see a lot of potential in both of them. Yeah. So I will say Keenan Allen, if his knees are in, are intact I don't think he goes his numbers drop off at all from his last healthy season. I think the Phillip Rivers, yeah, he, even they added receivers. I think he still has the same same exact role. No one can fill that possession role. 
that Philip Rivers loves so much, that Vincent Jackson receiver. Yeah. So I think that Keenan Allen, you got to wonder about his injury history, obviously. But if he's healthy, he is top five wide receiver in this league. In a PPR league, not in a standard one. A yeah. top ten standard, top five PPR. So I would go ahead and make that trade to my he, listener. I'll be honest, I have no idea who even has Jarvis in our league anymore. Yeah, but it, everybody's changed hands. It's true. Especially Jarvis, because everyone's got different opinions of him. So, so I want to just, just start with that before I forgot about it. It's yeah, Keenan Allen. It's the call. He's getting a little underdrafted. Oh, then that segues into our topic. Oh, yeah. yeah so, so we're going to talk about people that are being drafted, kind of in our eyes, a little bit lower. They definitely have a better value of where they're going. And we're basing it off of an average draft position. Yeah, from Fantasy Football Calculator. Super useful tool. Definitely useful. Yeah, learn a lot. Yeah, look that up. It's free. Go ahead and check it out. You learn about players' movements. They have graphs and stuff. It's really awesome. But don't tell your friends. Yeah, don't tell your friends about it. It's don't tell our, our secret either. to you. Yeah. So hopefully your friends don't listen. Yeah. Hopefully they do, actually. I hope our friends don't listen. Yeah, no. Yeah, we give them a lot of information on this, but yeah, it's okay. They don't use it. Yeah, they don't use it. They're not smart. So uh, I'll let you go first this time. All right. So I will start with receiver, and I'm going to go with Steph Diggs. Steph His Diggs. average draft position right now is the 77th overall pick. Yeah, if you want to round up, it's 78th, but... Either way, it's it's really that's know, way down there. That's yeah. sixth round. We're right? talking about Is someone that round? you know loved by Bradford last year. Is clearly the only receiver they have on their roster besides Thielen, and even then, and then you're miles above him, Diggs. So you're going to get the most looks. I I just don't know why people aren't picking him up a little bit higher. I mean, especially PPR and I don't know. Yeah, especially PPR. I mean, Sam Bradford. Just got traded like week one of the season. He just was thrown into that offense, and he liked Stephon Diggs. So now he's got this whole off season where he actually can build some rapport. Yeah, some rapport. I love rapport. that word, rapport. And he can uh, actually like go out and dominate. I right. yeah, se- like seventy seventh is just that's real low. It's really far away. Yeah, I would definitely. You can reach a little bit on that. Yeah, like if, he's, if he's falling a little bit, go ahead and grab him. Yeah, he's got he's you got wide receiver one upside. Yeah. You like know where the four is, and the ceiling is up there. Yeah. So, definitely. What receiver do you think? Uh, I'm going to go Allen Robinson. You know, I just bashed the Jaguars earlier. But I think him being drafted at number 38 is a little absurd. He started at, in the middle of the second round at the beginning of the offseason. All of a sudden, he has plummeted into the late third round, which is interesting top. to me. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is going full 10 spots ahead of him, and I feel like they're basically the same kind outlook of. this year. Yeah. So I would not take Allen Robinson very high, but if he's sitting at spot 38, that is an absolute steal. Yeah, I mean, I think he, at least he should be going at the end of the second round. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've come out and said, oh, we're going to run the ball a lot more. Like, we're going to feed Leonard Fournette and TJ Yeldon. And we're going to throw it as little as we can. But I think that actually helps Allen Robinson a little bit. Yeah, he's going to get the majority of whatever that is. They don't have another red zone target at all. Yeah, I would think it's 80% of whatever that, that is. Yeah, Allen Robinson is a steal right now. Especially without three. Julius Thomas there now. Yeah, they don't have him. I mean, Allen Hearns and Marquis Lee are tiny guys. Who knows what Didi does? No one knows. Yeah, no one knows if he even can play. Who knows? I'm not really sure. Yeah, so we'll go to a running back one now. Running back. What do you think running back was? Me? Paul Perkins, I th- I feel like I've talked about him we forever. We talk about him a lot. We do like him. Yeah, we do love ourselves. He Paul better Perkins. not let us down because we've said it a lot. Yeah, we, I feel like every mock draft I get him, so I'm going to end up getting him in a lot of drafts. Yeah. All of our eggs are in his basket. Yeah, he, he's getting drafted at like pick 62, according to the calculator. 
That's not like he's been creeping up a little bit. People are like, oh wow, he's got potential and he's got an opportunity, and that equals like that equals fantasy points generally. Is it write that down? The uh, opportunity plus potential equals fantasy points. Yeah, that's some really good math. Not gonna lie. Yeah, some John Urshel stuff. Yeah, definitely write that down, guys. You can get an MIT with that. Probably not. I should know. I don't belong in MIT. I couldn't pass a stat class. So Paul Perkins. Yeah, we probably should stop talking about Paul. Yeah. We've hyped that hype train up. And other podcasts have too. Or at least, you know, one. Yeah, yeah, we're so new. If if he fails, y'all are going to stop listening to us. Yeah, like immediately. We'll put all of our eggs in that basket. Yeah, Paul, (laughs) if you ever find this, help us out. We are your biggest fans. Please. Please. Sign jersey. Just kidding. Please. Just kidding. Anyway, so yeah, mine's going to be a little bit weirder. And okay. Because it's people. One guy's not even being drafted, going undrafted. Oh gosh. At least it aren't in their rankings. Those are my favorite. Yeah, those are. And my then favorite one's guys. kind of like lower, and that's the tag team of Joe Williams and Tim Hightower. Ooh. From San Francisco. I like that. And I say that just because why? You know, people get crazy when they hear reports. We talked about that earlier in the show. To they get real it. crazy. Get crazy. And the one report that came out was, you know, Carlos Hyde might not make it through training camp. Mm-hmm. And if you know. We do all these crazy things once we hear reports. The first thing that probably would happen would be the overdrafting of Hightower and or Joe Williams. And that's yet to happen. Yeah, they're not moving. They no. aren't. It's weird. To me, like, you know, I hear that report. And I think it's probably a pretty true report. I think he doesn't really fit what Kyle's going to do out there. Kyle's yeah, he can't there. run outside the tackles. That's, like, the number one thing Freeman and Coleman did last year. Yeah, so, I mean, if you look at that mix, I don't think he's going to stay around. And, you know, if I, I don't think that. There's probably a lot of other people that don't think that. So, with that being said, I don't know why these guys, especially Hightower, yeah, not even especially on Hightower, because, I mean, say, say they cut Hyde, I really doubt Williams starts day one. Yeah, no, he, and if he does, he's going to still share carries. It's still going to be a, a yeah, running back by sure. committee until he proves otherwise. I think Hightower gets goal line touches for sure. Yeah, I mean, we saw Hightower's had a huge impact with the Saints. Huge. He definitely can have that same impact, uh, if not a bigger impact, on a team like Sam Fran, who's doesn't really have a great quarterback, probably going to rely on the run game a little bit more to open the field up. And has a fantastic scheme. Fantastic. Right. So I, I don't know why those two aren't being drafted. I was more puzzled by, by that than anything. Perkins is you know, probably a little bit more obvious of a choice, but those two, definitely confusing to me. Yeah. Definitely ones yeah, to look definitely out for. Definitely keep your eye, especially... You can just cut them, too, like, at the end of the – like, you can get them so late that you can probably have enough team – like, say say they keep Hyde and they run with Hyde. You can let literally, them go. Literally run with yeah. Hyde. That's why I said it. I knew what I was doing. I like it. I like it. Uh, the other one – I'm going to do another running back just because we can. Okay. Uh, John Stewart. Yeah. It kind of goes on the same, like, line. Like, everyone's overdrafting. I'm not – I can't say overdrafting McCaffrey because we they're, really don't – They're overdrafting. Yeah, they don't know. You, you don't know what he's going to do. Like, exactly. Like, as of right now, no one's came out and said, well, McCaffrey's going to get all the touches. He's going in the third round right now. Third round. And that's not how Rivera's going talents. above Isaiah Crowell sometimes. Like, yeah. Isaiah Crowell's got such a great line and opportunity. Potential. Yeah. Formula. Opportunity. Math. Sports. McCaffrey has none of that right now. Yeah, like, like John Stewart's probably going to get all the carries, at least for the for the foreseeable first couple games of the season. He's getting so, like, all of the inside carries. I don't think they run McCaffrey inside for a little bit. Yeah, he's probably going to get eaten alive if they do that, literally. I don't know, I just think people literally, are paying cannibalism. Yeah, yeah, watch out. Those nose tackles get hungry. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. It's a little disturbing. It's dangerous out there. <laughs> it's a man's game. Yeah, so it definitely, like, at, at 92, 93... Uh, I think you can definitely steal him a little bit for that. I think oh, yeah. he's 
going to definitely outperform that, at least at first. You know, maybe midway through the year, especially if the Panthers aren't doing well, they'll probably experiment a little bit more with Samuel and McCaffrey. But right away, they're going to go with what, like, with what works. And that's, oh, yeah. that's Stewart. I mean, as long as he's not broke. Yeah. That's the one we're at. Yep. I don't think I take him ever, but I see your point. Yeah, I see it too. That's why I said it. Yeah. Any other ones you want to get into? This is your thing. tight ends. Tight yeah. ends. I mean, I don't want to get into a tight end. Well, you end. have one written down named Austin Hooper. Yeah. Drafting a lot of – he's he's, uh, he's building some steam up. Yeah, he probably should. He should, but I will throw out a red flag on that. Red flag. He's only 22 years old. You should throw a red card out. I don't want to kick Other anyone football. out. That's good. Yeah. Connection. International. Sports. I love sports. Yep. Yeah, but he's he's 22 years old. An offense that has historically not relied on the tight end. They had Tony Gonzalez. He had good years. But besides that, they don't like to go to the tight end that often. So I would not like be feel comfortable starting Austin Hooper almost at any time. He's one of those boomer bust guys. Like you gotta hope he catches the touchdown. Yeah, but he definitely can catch those. Yeah. Another one you got written down is Eric Ebron, who yeah. is currently going at the one hundred and thirty seventh spot. Steal. He's steal. He's been getting better every year up until this point. I think they rely on him in the red zone a little bit more without Bolden there. He could be an absolute steal. And one other tight end. Yeah. Not even getting drafted either. This blows my mind. Kobe Fleener. Kobe. He was a top 12 last year, which is a tight end one. Like, he should be starting on a, one of your teams yeah. in the 12-man league. More math. And he isn't even being drafted. Not drafted. I mean, he's he's got a whole year in this offseason. No more Brandon Cooks. This, this target's got to go somewhere. And I think Kobe Fleener will get some of them. So, I, he took, he, I mean, they gave him that Ben Watson role. He didn't really run with it. But I think that a whole offseason, he's got to do more than last year, and he was already good enough to be a starting tight end last year, so I don't know why he's going undrafted. Yeah, that's kind of my about Anyone that's in that Saints offense going undrafted, especially one that catches the ball from someone that gets 5,000 yards a year, Yeah, it's a little puzzling. That is really puzzling. a little confusing. Yeah, definitely just, you don't even have to draft Fleener, apparently. You can just pick him off waivers. Yeah, I wish that... That could happen in our dynasty league, but we had a bajillion rounds. Yeah. And he did not last a bajillion. No one lasts a bajillion. No. Never. But yeah, this is the underlying theme of this math. Yeah, there's a lot of Thanks. numbers going on. I'm yeah. really uncomfortable with this. Yeah. John, where are you at? Help. Urschel. Urschel, why'd you leave us? Why? Barmer already heard so much math going on in this area without you. Save us. Oh, man. Do we have any others? I think it's kind of covered, yeah, that covered my list. I mean, we could get into quarterbacks, but, I mean, quarterbacks... Yeah, a lot of these guys are coming back towards the mean, where they should be going, so... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You'll find a good quarterback. There's, there's like, 15 quarterbacks I'm yeah. okay with starting this Just year. Just play the board with that. You don't have to worry about that. I mean, if they start flying off the shelves, good for you, because you don't have to take them. Yep. That's sure. my... Thought. If Unless you, I mean, everyone has two, then you're probably out of Well, yeah, then you probably wait a little too long. If it's round five and 20 quarterbacks are off the board... Your league has a problem and you should ask for your money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a little bit of an issue. <laughs> they should go to rehab for quarterbacks. They're addicted. Quarterback rehab. Yeah. I should probably start that. There's a lot of people out there that need it. A lot of people. That, honestly, a fantasy rehab in general is probably needed. Yeah. I know a guy. He definitely needs it. Probably you. Oh, no. Intervention. Just kidding. Not another one. You know what we're talking about if you're going to listen to this. Yeah, you, know yeah, you definitely you. know it's you. I mean, yeah, was a signal. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's kind of all we got 
today. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a good show coming back. We were a little bit looser, it felt like. Yeah, definitely looser. Kind of got in a groove. Nice Saturday episode. Yeah, Saturday. Kind of rainy. So, good, good day to be inside. It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed doing this today. Yeah, yeah. we'll definitely have a show Monday. So, yeah, so this, this, days from now. this was a good day. Uh, we'll have one a couple days right before that MLB trade deadline that we talked about. Yeah. That was a good topic. Kind of, like I said, a little dry. A little dry. A little drier than, than most years. A lot of trades happened beforehand. So and after. Yeah. There's a lot after. The waiver wire trade. Sneaky. It is sneaky, but yeah. it happens every year. People never see it coming. Ever. Yeah, and then we got into two huge topics like Cap and... Cap and Kyrie. Yeah. Two big... Two big babies. I mean, uh, not babies, but... Well, one's definitely... One's baby. definitely a big baby. We're not talking about Glenn Davis. Nope. I wish we were. I wish we were, too. I wonder if we could get him... I would if we could get him on the show. He's a great sportsman. I'd be happy. Yeah, I love when he's on the herd. Makes me happy. It makes me happy. Real happy too. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's all the time we have. Oh, not all the time. All the really all the material. All the material. Yeah, we made everything that we could make, and we gotta go to the store for more. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all we got for today. Make sure Ben's gonna tell you where to follow us. Yeah, we got a Facebook. Well, we got. Instagram at Whoa. Excuse the Fandom. We got Twitter at Excuse the Fandom. So Whoa. definitely go follow us and like us. Spread the word. All up. Spread the word. Let's get some more listeners, followers, everything under the sun. We want more. Yeah, and we want feedback. Write yeah, us a review or something. Feedback. You can yeah. tell us we suck. If we suck, we suck. Like we yeah. can't do anything about it. We're not gonna know unless you someone tell tells us. us. Yeah, someone's gotta say it. Yeah. We know it's out there. Yeah. Say it. You know, give us feedback somehow. You know, topics we can do. If you want to join a fantasy football league, we're still kind of open. Yeah. So just let us know. Yeah. Say words. Say them. Maybe not say them. Type them. Yeah. Please. We'll catch you all on the flippity flip. Or in, in Matt terms, just two days. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. Peace.